cold that was. Yeah, I know, right? Hey, everybody! Been a while. Uh, yeah. Three months, to be exact. Yeah. Well, a lot has happened in three months. <laughs> well, kind of. Like, it has, and then hasn't. <laughs> well, um, it's been so long, I almost forgot how we do this. I know, right? I just feel, <laughs> like, so awkward anymore with anything. Like, even, like, just trying to hang out with people and just, like... How do I do this again? <laughs> <laughs> Did you... Okay, so you know that Aaron Carter died. Yes. Okay, do you know how Howie Heal is, like, found? Yeah, in his bathtub. Right. His sister was just found dead in her bathroom. Wait, what? Really? Yeah. His sister, oh, Bobby God. Jean, was found dead like, unresponsive in her bathroom. I didn't even see that. And I'm like, something's not adding up here. Because in space of, like, less than six months, they both died in their bathrooms? Yeah, well, they say, well, there's a, there's a lot of people saying that he didn't die, like, how the media was to say he died. Oh, his mom's convinced that somebody hurt him. Yeah. Like, what really pissed me off about that is that he was in his bathtub and he hadn't been found for a couple days. So, in trigger warning, like, his body started decomposing. So, they took his body, but they didn't call in crime scene cleanup. They just released the scene. And so oh his my mom God. went in and she was like walking through his place and she went into the bathroom and like the, you could see in some of the photos that she took just to show people like, Hey, they didn't even bother cleaning it up. But like in the bathtub, you can see like the black ring where he was starting oh. to decompose. So like his mother had to walk in and see that. That's so sad. Yeah, it was pretty nasty. Like, how could you not... How could you not call for someone to clean it up? Or how could you release it? And, like, from what I understand, um, the whole thing was kind of botched anyway because they just let anybody walk in and out. So, like, the whole thing was contaminated because they just assumed he died of a drug overdose. What the hell? Yeah, it was poorly done. I'm just hoping his sister wasn't, like, distraught over losing him. And then... Her I up, like, but that just sounds himself. fishy, though. That's what I said. And I even mentioned to my dad, because my dad remembered who Aaron Carter was. And I was like, hey, like, you remember this guy, right? I was like, well, his sister was just found dead almost the same way he was. And my dad's like, something does not sound right. Yeah. Like, no, it doesn't. I don't know. The whole thing's odd. My heart definitely goes out to his mom, though. Yeah, I couldn't imagine losing two of your children. In less than six months. Yeah. So that means that there's only, like, one brother left. Right? Yeah. I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he had a brother and a sister. Well, do you want to get into the subject? Or do you have any more small talk? Wait, but yeah, so I guess we can just jump in. Uh, but, so yeah, everybody, uh, I had my baby. Had Mr. Joshua. Had him on October 15th at 10.23 p.m. 
Um, it was definitely because as, as I've talked about 70 times, like how I wanted a home birth and a natural birth and blah, 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 blah. Obviously, things, the universe just likes to laugh and has jokes. Because <laughs> that certainly did not happen. But for everything that did happen, it was a pretty good experience. Um, so, whew, I kept, um, for about three weeks total, three, no, for the last five weeks of my pregnancy, I had to go in weekly for, they're called non-stress tests. So it's just like where they literally put you on a baby monitor for at least 20 minutes up to an hour. Um, and they just pretty much... See if you're having contractions, see how the baby's heart rate's doing and everything. I only had to do this weekly for five weeks, um, up until I delivered. Um, and everything was great. I was actually having contractions from, I think I started having contractions at week 34, I want to say or 32 something like that between week 32 and 34 I started actually having contractions because they actually seen a contraction on an ultrasound that I had so but uh and then my due date came and I was supposed to be induced, or rather, yeah, I was supposed to be induced on my due date because they said I could. And so I really didn't want to be induced because I was like, you know, things will just happen on their own. But my mom and my grandmother came in from Texas and also Doug's mom took off work as well. Because, like, everyone was, like, expecting me to have a baby that week. So, uh, I was like, yeah, I want to be induced on this day just because of family, you know, taking off work. And it came to my due date, and I went into the hospital because I thought my water broke anyways. And they're like, well, we didn't call you for an induction. We actually canceled your induction because we're just too full. Like, there's really no rooms available. But while I was there, they're like, you know, your water didn't break. They're like, you know, you just have extra fluid right now, which is normal around this time. But they're like, oh, but we can't induce you if you want to be induced. Um, You'll just be giving birth in a triage room. And I'm like, uh, negative. Because those things are small. Like, you can't walk around in them. <laughs> And I'm just like, no, I really want to be able to be able to walk around and stuff like that. But here, so anyways, I kept waiting and waiting to be induced and never got the call. Ended up going to my other appointment. And my midwife was like, well, this weekend you for sure can be induced because then you're going to hit 41 weeks. And it becomes like a medical induction instead of just like a planned induction or whatever. Or elective induction, I'm sorry. Well, anyways, so Saturday we still waited and waited for the call. We didn't even get a call until 8 o'clock that night. We're like, can you come in in two hours? And I'm like, yeah. And then they call back again. They're like, never mind. Wait another two hours. So they told us to come in like at 11. And we did. And then we still got there. And then we still couldn't even get into our room until midnight. Uh, just because I, I guess they were just like so full. And then like the housekeeping was just like, I don't know. They said something about housekeeping. Like they didn't clean something. And they had to like redo it or something like that. I don't know. But, so, finally, after we finally get all settled in and stuff like that, um, around 2 o'clock in the morning, 
they finally started the induction process, which I got to pick what I wanted. So there's two types like that they usually start out with, which is a pill method. And then, or there's this other thing that kind of is like a tampon that just goes up in your cervix. And like, it has like the medication at the very tip. And um, I I chose the, it's called Cervidil, which is that's like the tampon thing. I told chose Cervidil because one, if you have a bad reaction to it, they just take it out and that's it. It'll the body the medication instantly leaves your body because it's like literally all on the tip of that ribbon thing. Well, and then because I told him like, well, the pill method's kind of triggering to me because. The pill method's triggering to me because, like, I literally had to take the pill method before for a medical abortion. But, anyway, so, and I'm really glad that I did choose the server deal because uh, Joshua ended up not tolerating the induction process. <laughs> so, uh, they tried for, like, an hour, and then they took it out because his heart rate kept dropping. And they're like, well, we're going to try the balloon method. Well, obviously, they still have to have, like, you know, certain approvals and everything for that. So, like I said, that was, like, around 3 o'clock. So, they came back in the room, like, around 3.45. Well, by this time, I actually went to spontaneous labor. So, actually, my labor started on its own. So, that's a good thing. Because they didn't have to go through the other process because it would have been the balloon method, which is, like... Get your cervix to dilate to a four, pretty much. And I didn't need that because within 45 minutes from them taking out the cervical and my body um, kicking in natural labor, like, I literally instantly went to, like, a two or a three, like, within 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, well, you don't need that. You're good to go. It's like, okay, well, that's awesome. And, well, let me tell you. And Okay, so another funny thing is that I was like, am I actually going to know that I'm in labor? Because <laughs> I kept asking this for like three weeks straight before having him. Because I was like, am I going to know like when I'm in actual labor? Because here, every time I did one of those non-stress tests, like I said, I've been getting contractions and everything. Since I was like around somewhere between 32 and 35 weeks. But I could never feel my contractions, but they could always see them on the monitors and the ultrasounds. And I kept saying, and like some of them were just like, they were like, oh wow, those are really big ones. Like, can you not feel those? I was like, no, I, I can't. Am I, am I supposed to be feeling them? Like, and they're like, well, yeah, you probably should be. So here I kept asking, them, like, how am I going to know when I'm in labor? Like, am I just going to be like on a, oh, like on the show, I didn't know I was pregnant. Like, it's like crowning. And I'm like, oh, hey, I'm having a baby. <laughs> Like, no, 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 you're gonna know when you're in labor. I'm like, okay, they were right. <laughs> uh, when my spontaneous labor, like when my body naturally went to labor, oh, those contractions were so powerful, they've rocked my world. <laughs> and I was doing so good for about three hours, maintaining them. Doing my deep breaths, meditating, bouncing on the yoga ball, trying to distract myself with like some, like I like to do like these, uh, this room design game on my phone. And so like, I was just like doing different stuff to like distract mm -hmm. myself. And at this time, again, it's like, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning and I'm like in labor for about two, three hours by this time. Now, whenever I first got induced, I told Doug to just lay down and get some sleep. Because I was like, listen here, I need you well rested for when I get to the hard part of labor. <laughs> so, like, that's when I really need you. Right. I'm like, at the beginning, it's going to go slow. We're going to be here for a while. Like, just get some rest, you know? And so he did. He laid down. And so here... He didn't even know that they stopped my induction. Like, he didn't know anything that was happening because I never woke him up because I wanted him to get sleep. And nothing, like, there was something serious. Like, 
yes, Joshua's heart rate was dropping at some points in the induction, but the thing is, is like, you know, they stopped it before it got serious. They're like, yep, nope, he's not tolerating it. We're taking you off, you know? But he didn't know any of this that went on because I never woke him up. <laughs> and so he didn't know that my labor started naturally or anything like that. So it was about, I'd say like five something in the morning by this time. And like I said, about two and a half, three hours passed by the time I finally woke Doug up because, um, again, I was bouncing on my ball and everything. And then all of a sudden, like these contractions were so back to back and they were hurting so bad. And then I just started throwing up like and they were so, it was such a violent throw up, dude. Like I don't I've never thrown up like this in my entire life. It was so bad, like, I couldn't even, I could barely, like, breathe, okay, because of, like, how fast it just kept coming up. And it was like this for, like, ten minutes straight, like, where, like, I could barely even talk because I just would constantly throw up. And I'm like, oh my gosh, so I finally woke him, I finally mustered up the, like, the energy to just calm down for, like, two moments to be, like, and I yelled for him. <laughs> because I also this would be my luck, is that my nurse call button was on the other side of the bed. Oh, of course. So, like, even, yes. And, like, I was on the other side, again, on the yoga ball. So, like, I, like, came and reached, and, like, by the, like I said, I was throwing up so bad, like, I, I literally could not reach over to grab it, because it was, like, wrapped around, like, the handrail, you know, so I wouldn't fall on the floor. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, like, and, but he was over there, so that's why I was, like, and I literally was, like, could barely get the words out to call my nurse. I literally, like, had to take a break and throw up between even finishing the sentence. I was just, like, call and then throw up the nurse. <laughs> throw up. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, I could barely breathe. Like, I was, like, gasping for air because, like, I couldn't. Like, I was. that's how fast and how much I was throwing up. And uh, I was throwing up on the bed. Oh, my God. Because, I mean, like, I couldn't make it to the trash can either. So I was like, well, the best place to throw up would be on the bed because it's easy to clean up. You know what I mean? They could just literally just ball up the blankets and throw them away compared to throw up being all over the floor or something trying to get to the garbage can. <laughs> so, but anyways, my nurse came in and I was, you know, I was doing good managing the contractions. It, it was a throwing up that got me. Um. That was rough because it just made everything 10 times worse because then from me throwing up, like I couldn't, I couldn't like get out of my head when the contractions hit, you know what I mean? Like, and like when I'm throwing up like that much, I couldn't even sit there and practice deep breathing, you know? Yeah. So I was just like, yo, I need pain management. Like this, this is for the birds. <laughs> The nurse brought me in a, like, IV pain management first. Then I asked for the epidural. I'm like, you know what? I didn't want one at first. I said I wanted to stay away from interventions. I'm like, you know what? Modern medicine's beautiful. <laughs> Give me the epidural. Give me the drugs. <laughs> now, like, as fast as you can. And and they were really nice because they even let Doug stay in the room with me when I got my epidural. Because, like, sometimes at some hospitals, they don't allow anyone in there with you. And I'm like, well, that's, like, really scary. And, that, and I think that's, like, another big reason why I didn't want one is because, like, you know, because I used to do birth photography, as you know. And every birth I've ever been to, like, when someone got an epidural... Everyone had to leave the room, including the significant other or, like, the, you know, the father of the baby. So, like, they were really in there alone. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I was like, this is so scary. Like, oh, no. Your husband could stay. I was like, oh, really? I was like, okay, well, that makes me so much more relaxed. Like, awesome. And, uh, and my nurse, like, I feel like I got through so many hurdles because I had, like, literally the best nurse ever. She was absolutely amazing. Um, I, 
My birth experience has definitely changed my complete outlook and thought of hospital births. Because as you know, and even the podcast knows that, or the, the listeners know, like how against hospital births I, were, I was. So, right. um, and I'm very glad I was at the hospital. So let me just say that. Um, because like I said, they did, they they really didn't give me that many interventions. Like, unless I, unless I literally told them what I wanted, they never pushed anything on me or any of that. Um, like even my nurse before, uh, before I even, um, before I even, um, asked or before I like got the IV pain management, she was like, are you sure you want this? Like, you know, you mean you talked a lot beforehand and she's like, I just want to make sure she's like, if there's any other way I can possibly help you before going this route. I was like, nope, I'm okay. Let's just, let's just do it. It's fine. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, anyways, she, uh, and like I said, she also held my hand the entire time and like helped me through getting the epidural. Cause it's also a scary process. Like, you know, it's it's not fun getting an epidural. Um, no, it's but a like, needle in your spine. <laughs> two needles, actually, because they place one, or they, they numb you up first before they place the big one that goes actually, like, in you, you know? Mm-hmm. And what I will say is that the first one that numbs you is way worse than the one that actually goes in. So, that hurt like a bitch. Well, it's um, probably because you're not numb. It's yeah. Like the one that goes in, you're numb. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, you can still feel it going in, though. It's, like, a really weird yeah. feeling. Um, But, and, like I said, even in the anesthesiologist team that put the epidural in, they were awesome. And But, yeah, then once I got the epidural, whew, I was so much better. I was like... Okay, I can handle this. <laughs> and, um, you know, like, it was also really weird is that I couldn't, like, okay, so, like, I could feel, like, I couldn't feel stuff, but, like, I could feel, like, pressure sometimes, like, with really, really, really strong contractions. Like, I just feel, like, a lot of pressure in my stomach. Yeah. Um, But, like, I wasn't in pain, like, at all. But it was funny because I could still move one of my legs, but, like, I couldn't feel it. But, like, if I would look at it, I can make it move. <laughs> <laughs> only one of them though only my right one my left one i tried so hard and it was just dead it just wasn't even fucking there oh. <laughs> and so so they let me move freely on the bed however i wanted to they're like because i was like you know i'd really like to like try different positions and stuff and because like another thing is i didn't want pitocin which is like you know what gives you attractions and they yeah, they told me like no, like you know, even with you getting an epidural, like your contractions are beautiful, like as in, like they're exactly how they're supposed to be. They're like there, we see no need for pitocin. I was like, okay, cool. Well, after a few hours, I was doing good, progressing until about I don't know, probably about three, four in the afternoon. It's like. I was still getting contractions, but my dilation stopped. And it just, I don't know, no matter what position, they even tried different, a little bit of like exercises that you could still do while you have an epidural in and stuff to get the baby to move down further to get your cervix to dilate further. And it just, I, I don't know, it just stopped at six. So, um, Probably, and then, like, like I said, round four, uh, let me see here, and finally, like, around, I would say, like, eight o'clock, they tried different positions again, and on top of what, where I was already moving as well, um, but I could also hear that Josh's heart rate wasn't sounding right, I was like, man, that sounds really slow. Because you didn't hear the baby monitor, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And I could just tell, like, you know, because I got so many ultrasounds during my pregnancy because, I mean, I paid extra for elective ones, you know, on top of all yeah. the ones that I had to do through medical because of having multiple miscarriages. I had multiple medical ultrasounds as well. So, like, it's like I knew what his heart rate sounded like, you know. I was like, it started to sound weird. And I kept, I called the nurse and I was like, is, is he okay? Like his heart rate doesn't sound right. Like it sounds different. And they're like, yeah, everything's fine. Like, you know, we're just going to try a different position. Cause maybe he just doesn't like this position. I was like, okay. And they tried, they flip flopped me in so many different positions within that hour. And then finally, like around nine something, they just, I knew as soon as two dogs, two of these OBs walked in, I just like knew I was going to get a C-section. Um, and they were like so nice about it. They let me have the, the choice. And I think that like, that's why I went like, I didn't even really hesitate about the C-section. Like, cause they gave me the choice to like, you know, you don't have to have this, but we really recommend it. Um, because like his, you know, he's not tolerating it. Um, and we're trying to, you know, avoid an emergency. Like, so I got like an urgency section is what I'll say. So it wasn't like quite an emergency, but it wasn't planned either. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I did have to have it because of medical complications. like a precaution. Yeah. Before it really went south to like where they would be having to literally rush me and get the trauma team and stuff involved. So, and then I would have been, I would have been put under completely. So they were trying to avoid that. And I was like, yeah, that, yeah, let's do that. Um, cause I did ask him like, is there any way that we could like maybe even wait like an hour to see if things change? And she's like, you really haven't changed since 4 PM is the thing. And she's like, and his heart rate just keeps not like acting how it should because not only was it dropping but it wasn't recovering how it was supposed to and that's like the bigger thing is that it wasn't coming up how it was supposed to after a contraction so anyways we did the c-section and uh like obviously because I, I told them exactly like why the bigger things of why i wanted you know, and again, they're just small details. It's not even like they were like that important. And of course, before these moments, like I, these were like details that I thought that were extremely important to me. You know what I mean? Like I wanted Doug to catch Joshua and we even got it approved and everything. Like it was fine for him to catch Joshua. <clears throat> and, um, you know, like I wanted Doug to cut the cord. Um, like all that stuff, and obviously, for the C-section, you can't catch them. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it was nice because, like I said, they let they let Doug go back with me to the C-section because when it, with with an emergency C-section, no one can go back with you because, like I said, you get put under anesthesia completely. Um. When you just go in for like an urgent or like a precautionary C-section like mine was before things really go south. Um, <clears throat> they usually will let someone go back with you and they'll keep you up. You just get like a spinal block. Luckily, they if you already have an epidural, you don't have to get another shot in your back. They just use the same one. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, the C-section, I mean, it went really well. They did a lot of stuff. Like, they still let Doug cut the cord. Like, they took Joshua and Doug into a separate room where they weighed him. And they let Doug cut the cord and stuff like that. And then they wrapped him up and then they brought him out. And then, literally, they just, like, they had my my sweet nurse. Again, my nurse was a saint. (laughs) She held Joshua up by my face. For literally like 40 minutes. <laughs> I think Doug was also holding him too near my face. I can't. Some of it's blurry because I started getting sick a little bit during the C-section. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So some of the C sections a little blurry because also you're high as fuck on seventy medication. <laughs> like I felt so doped up, uh, and tired. I was so tired. Oh my god! And also the hormone shakes are probably the worst. Like I felt so cold. Well, one because it's an OR. It's pretty cold in there. But, like, and then plus, you know, obviously you, you lose, like, a lot of blood during a C-section as well. And so I was getting cold. And so I kept thinking that I was, like, super cold because I couldn't stop shaking. And here, no, like, your hormones go through such a dramatic drop and change that it just makes your body uncontrollably shake for, like, 30 minutes. They had, like, I'm not even exaggerating, about five warm blankets on me, and I was still shaking. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is worse than a C-section. <laughs> but anyway, so, but when you're done with your C-section, literally, they immediately, like, take out your epidural, like, as you're exiting the OR. And then they just put you on some, like, really, uh, like, good pain medication medications um which i don't know i almost feel like i would have just preferred to not be on pain medication uh because the itchiness that you get from it is so terrible oh my god that was irritating but anyways my epidural pretty much started wearing off around like Two or three hours afterwards. It was about two, two and a half hours afterwards. And I immediately wanted to try to walk. I'm like, oh my god, I'm feeling my legs. Let's get up and walk. And they're like, you just had a C-section. You're laying down still. Like, we can't let you walk until at least six hours later. I was like, okay, fine. So, literally, like, I think it was like five and a half, six hours after the C-section. I was able to get up and walk in. She's like... You don't have to get up and walk. She's like, if you just want to take a few steps by your bed, I'm like, no, I want to walk. <laughs> I want to get out of the hospital. So she helped me. Uh, the The nurse helped me out of the bed and stuff like that. And I was able to walk. And I walked the halls for like a good hour uh, after that. So. But. And I'm now over my fear of catheters. So there's that. Because obviously you have to have a catheter whenever you have an epidural. But. Oh my god, you did such a good job on my dad's tree, by the way. Oh, thanks. He was talking about how he didn't have one. So my dad got on Facebook Marketplace and found someone who was actually selling a tree who lived like five minutes away from your dad oh, so wow. we met him at the shop and save and bought the tree and when we put it together my dad's like man this thing is like there's a ton of holes in this thing it's very scarce very charlie brown i was <laughs> like oh like we'll get it all decorated and you won't even be able to tell yeah it ended up looking really good yeah i think it looks freaking fantastic but I'm also it. noticing that, like, a lot of the artificial trees are starting to really look like Charlie Brown trees. Yeah. I'm so thankful. They're just, like, not that full anymore. Yeah, I'm so thankful that we got our tree a couple years ago when they started, like, right before they started thinning out because ours is nice and thick. Yeah. Usually, well, the last few years, we've been getting real trees, but this year we went and got a uh, a fake one because we went to go get a real tree, and it was just, like, pouring down rain. It was cold, and it was just, like, the fields were muddy. Yeah, it was just like no I definitely just... introduce it like slowly 
just yeah, in case he ends up being like allergic or something. Yeah, and see that that's like another thing I was like really afraid of too because I'm like, you know, what if he's like allergic? Yeah. And then not only are you out now fifty dollars, we still have to go buy an actual like artificial tree. Cause then like you can't return a a real tree. <laughs> <laughs> no. And uh but yeah, so but that was another big reason of why we ended up just getting a fake one because we're like, what if he's allergic? And like, not even like aside from like the money situations, it's like I don't want to sit there and deal with an allergic reaction, right? <laughs> and he's only like a few weeks old. I know my grandmother is allergic to real trees. She's a lot of people all are coughs all the time. Her nose, her eyes will start running. Her ears will get clogged. Like her eyes will start swelling. She can't be around them. Now, how's she doing? Cause didn't she have cancer? No, she had an open heart surgery. That's I mean, okay. She did, I knew it was later. She did have cancer, but that's completely gone. She's in remission. Oh, that's good. But good, good, um. Good. The most recent thing was her open heart surgery she had. Um, let me think here. She had an open heart surgery because one of the areas was like 90% blocked. Mm-hmm. So they went in and took care of that. And then shortly after that, in her neck, one of her main arteries in her neck was blocked. And so they had to go in. They had to take a vein, I believe, from her leg, put it in her neck to um, sort of like bypass the area that was blocked. That's healing up really nicely. But now they said the other side of her neck is doing the exact same thing. Oh, my God. So they think that they're going to have to go in and do it again. But um, the doctor told her, he's like, can you even feel your face? Oh, that's not exactly what happened. He like walk in, he walked in and slapped her in the face, essentially. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And she said, I was really shocked. She said, I had no idea why he did that. And he said, can you feel that? And she said, well, yeah, you just slapped me. And he slapped her again. And he said, are you sure you can feel that? And she said, I'll tell you what, Buster, you got one more time to slap me. And she said, I'm going to ask you what you feel. <laughs> and she says, yes, I can feel it. And he said, you don't understand. He said, when patients have this surgery, their face is usually numb for up to a year. Um... So she could feel it. He said, so it's really good that, you know, it's healing properly and everything. But, uh. She goes to heart doctors just to make sure that her heart's not, you know. And, uh, now I know that when we were over at Thanksgiving, you're brother was saying something you know a situation at your mom's mm-hmm. how's that going that i know of nothing's moved forward no i haven't heard a single thing about it so i don't know i imagine i'll hear from him soon about it Like, I just don't, I don't know, I don't understand. <laughs> I don't either. I know that um, when they were here, they left our place and they went home. And they had, I don't know if they had Delilah on a changing table or if they had her on their bed i'm pretty sure it was a changing table my dad said it was a bed but it just makes more sense if it were a changing table but they were changing her diaper 
her mom turned around to grab a diaper. And when she turned back around, Delilah had like thrown herself off of the table and she landed on her arm and broke her arm. Oh my God. I guess like all her body weight just landed directly on top of her right arm. Oh my God. Or was it her left arm? Either way, one of them is broke, but the doctor said that the good news about it is that it's a hairline fracture. Mm-hmm. So the way that it's sitting, it'll heal perfectly fine on its own. I mean, that's good. But I mean, like... Yeah. I feel so bad for her because she's also cutting teeth right now. Oh my god. So she's just in so much pain. Oh. Yeah, but it just makes more sense if it was a changing table. Yeah. Because it would be a higher height than a bed would be. Yeah. I don't know. That's the thing about kids. They're they're slippery. Yeah. Yes, they are. Well, we are certainly happy that he's here and that he's safe and healthy and that you're safe and healthy. Yes, I'm very happy. I'll ask you this. How many more do you have? (laughs) So that's like so funny that you asked that. Um, Because (laughs) as we all know, because I've even touched bases on that. It's like, I never yeah. wanted, like, a biological child. Right. Um, I compromised with Doug. Like, okay, well, we'll have one biological child and then adopt. adopt. Yeah. Well, assume, like, I'm not even kidding you. Like, the moment I held Josh for the first time, I finally got to hold him, not just him, like, near my face in the OR, but, like, when I was getting him to, like, latch and everything, when I finally got him to latch and he was, like, nursing and everything and just, like, looking at him, I'm just, like... Yeah, I need, like, ten more of these. (laughs) (laughs) So, we plan on having more, for sure. Don't know how many more, because, (laughs) you know, I am, I'm going to be 31 in a month. So, yeah, after you hit 35, you become a, quote-unquote, geriatric uh, pregnancy. Well, you start whipping out these twins. That's all I can say. I know, right? <laughs> twins, triplets, something like that. So, and the I thing is, like, one, let alone triplets. Yeah. It's, yeah, I think I only went one at a time. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's definitely a lot, especially breastfeeding. oh oh my god oh yeah let me add to my experience so talking about breastfeeding so my breastfeeding journey started off kind of rough because like i said like and you know every time a first time mom it's kind of hard to like i mean it's completely new you know what i mean but and it's also new for the baby. Like, you know, like, everyone just thinks, like, oh, well, the baby knows what it's doing. Which, I mean, for the most part, yes. But at the same time, no. Um, Because, for example, let's hear her. So, like I said, we both got discharged a day ahead of schedule. Because, like, we're both doing really good. So... The day right after we got discharged, we went to his first pediatric appointment. So he was three days old at his first appointment. And um, here, the pediatrician that we seen at that time was such, was horrible. Um, She sat there and was like, because they ask you, like, if you're formula feeding, breastfeeding, and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm breastfeeding. And then you know, pumping as well. So, like, he'll get... At this point in time, I was having such a hard time getting him to latch. Like, 
if I did get him to latch, he'd only stay on for a few minutes. Uh, and then he would sit there and he'd be screaming and crying. And like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I tried different positions and everything. And it's just, it was so frustrating. And so most of the time, I would just pump and give him breast milk in a bottle. You know, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know. And here, uh, the pediatrician at the time was like, no. Because I also asked him, like, does he have an oral tie? Like, does he have any oral ties? Because, like, that will affect a latch. And she was like, she looked at his husband and I was like, oh, no, he has absolutely no oral ties at all. And then that's when she proceeded to start mom shaming me and was like, uh, because I also already, like, I told her, because, you know, like, you're supposed to be fucking honest with your doctors. I told her, I was like, yeah, you know, we supplemented so far with two formulas because, you know, my milk still isn't in all the way and he's hungry and we're having issues with latching and stuff. So, and she's just like, no, you're not allowed to formula feed anymore, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Who the fuck you think you are? Right. Um, and she was like, yeah, and you can't. She's like, no more pumping. She's like, no more bottle feeding. She's like, you have to just strictly breastfeed. And I'm just like, because she's like, breast is best. And I'm like, nah, that is best. Like, listen, <laughs> I have a podcast for you to listen to because <laughs> we talked about this. We did. We did. There's a whole I... podcast episode <laughs> you need to listen to, honey. That is best. Not, not, not. Don't get me wrong. Yes, there, there is definitely, there honestly is. You know, there are more benefits to breastfeeding than yeah. formula fed and stuff. Uh, but also, like at the same time, there's a reason. If you can't do fed, that, at least your child is fed. Exactly, because you know, before formula was made or invented, uh, babies died of starvation. So, right. But, yeah, so she was just like all this. And I was like, but yeah, and she was just like, like I said, shaming me and everything like that. And I walked out of there completely defeated, by the way, obviously. And I was like, uh, but luckily I had a an appointment with my breastfeeding consultant the very next day and so i went in there and of course before then i was like pretty much in tears like before my appointment i was like literally in tears because we were also giving him a pacifier because again he's screaming his head off and stuff like that and i'm like and that's another thing that the pediatrician told me is just like no pacifiers i'm like are you dealing with a screamy baby <laughs> no you're not Shut and uh so here, I'm like pretty much in tears. Like, I literally was crying before my appointment with the lactation consultant. And when in there, was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I bet any money, like, I'm what the, like, I'm, I bet my journey is already over with. Like, that's really what I was thinking before. And like, I was like, great. She's going to tell me that, you know, to just stop breastfeeding and that it's over and stuff like that. That was the opposite. And she's like, she looked in. She looked at his mouth and she immediately, she's like, oh no, he has a bad tongue and lip tie. She's like, he has both tongue and lip tie. I was like, oh. She's like, this is the reason why he's not latching properly. And this is why you can't get him to latch. And that's literally it. So I was like, okay. Um, but, and I brought up the pacifiers. I'm like, well, what about the pacifiers and she's like well baby's gonna pacifier she, i was like well the pediatrician told me that i couldn't give him a pacifier anymore she's like no you can she's like she's like it's it there she's like as long as you're doing everything right she's like there's no really such thing as like a nipple confusion she's like they just like to tell you that she's like she's like you just really have to work at it she's like breastfeeding is not easy like people think it is like it's it's not always like this thing that comes completely natural she's like it's a lot of work and uh so she's like no your baby can still have a pacifier she's like and actually she's like this works in our favor she's like if he does like pacifier she's like 
we can definitely work with your breastfeeding. She's like, this is actually a good thing. Because he was, he was, he really liked pacifiers. So here, because I didn't know anything about nipple shields. Nipple shields, I thought nipple shields were literally something that you wore after you breastfed. Like, as in, like, between breastfeeding sessions. Like, I just thought it was, like, something that was supposed to protect your nipple or something like that. Like, between feedings for some reason. No, so here. Definitely for during. Yes. And I, but I didn't know this. And so she's like, and immediately, I'm not even kidding you, like, she brought me a nipple shield, and immediately he latched, and it was great, and we had a great session. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, um, and then right after that, that appointment, I immediately switched pediatricians. I'm like, I'm not going back to this stupid bitch. I'm switching, <laughs> switching pediatricians. Uh... And so, and I also got an appointment with a pediatric dentist to fix his oral ties as well. And so he had to have a minor surgery. It was like a laser surgery, actually, uh, to get his oral restrictions released. And uh, ever since then, breastfeeding has been really great. Um, oh, and another thing is, is that because, like, this is also what I tried to tell the first pediatrician that we had. Um, like, because it was, like, breastfeeding was so painful at first. And, again, I, I couldn't figure out why. Like, I was like, you know, I don't know what I'm doing wrong. And it was because of his his tongue and lip tie. Um, so, I literally had to have a... I literally had to get a... Special prescription grade nipple ointment because my nipples were so scabbed up because, well, again, he wasn't latching correctly, so it literally tore up my nipples. Right. To, like, where they were bleeding and everything. So, and this prescription nipple ointment was literally $40-some dollars. Yikes. Yeah. Does insurance so when cover people that? tell you no, they should. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, because they, because insurance feels that you could just get over the counter stuff, even though it doesn't wasn't working because of how bad mine were. So, well, you didn't get that over the counter. I know, right? So you <laughs> you need proper medicine. <laughs> I love insurance companies. That's a whole nother episode we did, so. So. What is coming up? Oh, wait. Did we talk about all the different breastfeeding? Wait. No, we didn't. We did not. Did we? Wait, did we talk about it? I don't know. You haven't told me what it is. Um, the older people breastfeeding. I I think we went over the one dude that oh, was. Oh, you're talking okay. Married. Yeah, we talked about the guy who was being breastfed on his wedding day. Yeah, but I don't think we talked about the husband we did not that was breastfeeding. Yeah. So, guys, oh my god. <laughs> Dear god. You know, there's, you know, I've obviously tried my own breast milk because, like, I was, like, curious. But also, I had to because I thought, like, one of the bottles was messed up, actually, the one day. Because, like, and, I, and this is, you know, a lo another lovely thing about breastfed babies is that they're very picky on the bottles. Like the actual bottles themselves. Mm -hmm. So particularly Joshua only likes ma'am and nook bottles. But I have like a bunch of Philips Avent bottles. And uh, he does not like them. But I didn't know that ahead of time. Uh, I just thought like he kept getting full or something. And then, but it was like a few weeks ago. I noticed that he just like... Like, 20 minutes of feeding him have passed, and yet he literally only drank, like, a half an ounce out of a three-and-a-half-ounce bottle. And I'm like, 
the hell? I'm like, and I knew he was hungry by this time because it was like two, three hours since the last time he fed. So I'm like, I know he's hungry. Trust me, his little milk monster, okay? And um, so here I sucked on the bottle and I was like, no, milk's coming out. And uh, he just hates it because I switched it to a nook bottle and he drank it all like he hasn't ever been fed. So <laughs> so he just really does not like Philip's Advent bottles. Um, But anyway, so it's one thing like when you're curious and you try the breast milk. And honestly, like there's even some uh, like bodybuilders and stuff that actually buy breast milk because it's like really nutritious. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, like, that's, like, not weird at all. So, because, like, I mean, you really think about, like, you know, the weird thing is is that we drink cow's milk. Like, we are drinking animal babies' milks. So, that's weird, you know? But that's completely normal. But anyways, what it, to me, is, like, not normal is, and, okay, so there's another thing, especially, like, if you get, now, <laughs> thankfully, I've not had to do this, because I think it would be kind of awkward. Um, if you get like clogged ducts sometimes, uh, they'll tell you to get your partner to suck out the clogs. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, yeah, th- I don't know. That's just, I mean, but so, like I said, I'm lucky enough I haven't had to have that happen. Um, yeah. But I could tell you that I was on the verge of getting mastitis the one night. Oh my god, it was so terrible. I just I know um, like I feel like there was rocks in my boob. Yeah, I know that it's a thing. Like and I'm and that's sure one thing because that that's like a me, medical thing. Yeah, I'm sure. You know what I mean? Like me, that's a medical thing. Yeah, I'm sure if it were me, I would ask my partner. But I'm just trying to picture asking somebody that with a straight face. And I just don't know. I think I oh, would I know. have I definitely to laugh first. Oh yeah, no, I would definitely laugh because no, because like I also just I like I said like you know me and Doug were just so open with each other about everything, but like I would still feel so weird and awkward. But, like, hey babe, can you please it's like this clog out? <laughs> I don't think I could. I couldn't look him in the eye. No. <laughs> be like, look, I need you to sit down and stare over at that wall. <laughs> Don't look directly at me, and we it are never just, speaking about this. And it's just like it's just so weird because like I don't even like my boobs being touched now because of like breastfeeding. I'm like, I don't know, it's just like weird to me. And maybe like once I stop breastfeeding, it's not gonna be so weird or awkward, you know? Uh like TMI, but like come on, we're all adults too, like we know things for sexual stuff anyways but yeah now i'm just like yeah don't even get near them don't don't even look at them like <laughs> but yeah no that'd be so awkward but anyways but again it's normal it's like a thing and it's a good thing like because it's like medically necessary so you don't get mastitis you know because then you're going to be in real trouble right so like i'm not shaming anyone um, and then, like I said, there's even people that do drink breast milk. Like I said, it, to me, like, it, it sounds weird, but it's not weird because, again, it's so human milk. Like, it's we drink other phrase, animals. Well, I was going to say, milk. like, the phrase alone, human milk, just sounds so it, it does. Really, it sounds weird. <laughs> but, you know what I mean? Like, I've heard that it's good. A glass and stuff. It's very sweet. Yeah. It's, yeah. At least mine is. Yeah, well, I think like it all tastes like is like from what I've heard, it is. Yeah, I think that's why Brady. Like it also tastes really sweet. Like it kind of reminds me of like vanilla almond milk, but <laughs> sweeter, stickier. That's all I get. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, because obviously I, especially since I'm most of the time an overproducer, I I leak so much. So literally. I get so sicky and it's so annoying. And I'm like, oh my god, I have to take a shower. I can't stand this. <laughs> and, um, but anyways, there was a video I seen. I shared it with you. I'm pretty sure 
or maybe you shared it with me. I forget who shared it with you. I shared but, it with you. Yeah. I said this reminds okay. me of the husband. Oh. Yeah, this dude literally breastfeeds off of his wife. Like, legit breastfeeds. Like, it's not out of the glass. And I don't know, it just seems weird to me because I'm like, when you're taking, like, I don't know why, but it's like, you're taking away from my child. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. It's fucking weird. I think. Again, when I see that there's seven year olds still getting breastfeed, I'm like, you know what? That's not so weird. <laughs> when I used to think it was so weird, and I run into these stories, I'm like, you know what? Seven year old breastfeeding is so not weird. Never mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> and that's like to each your own. Like, I'm not shaming anyone. No. Everyone has their own journey and stuff. Yeah. You know what I it's mean? It's just odd because from where we are, like where we come from, yeah. it doesn't happen. Exactly. Like, really, barely anyone in our family has even breastfed to begin with. Yeah. So, yeah, actually, like, I don't even know of anyone that's actually breastfed other than me. My Do mom you know of anyone that's breastfed? Your mom did. Yeah, well, it's not going to talk to your mom. With all three. Okay. She did. But I don't think anyone else in our family has. Yeah, like, I don't think so. Uh, well, your mom's didn't love you. So. <laughs> <Don't>. <laughs> Harsh. Not mom shaming or anything. Oh my gosh. I'm kidding, guys. All a joke. Yeah. My mom was just like, sure. She's like, yeah, I just didn't want to breastfeed. She's like, you know, because she's like, because like my mom pretty much went immediately back to work. You know what I mean? Yeah. And she's just like, it was just easier to formula feed. And she's like, um, because she's like, and then people could actually help me. And she's like, I really needed help. I was like, I get it. So. Oh, I seen a, this is going to make you mad. I seen a, um, (laughs) you know, like mom shaming. I was watching a video. And this woman, she was, I think she was like a second grade teacher, mm-hmm. but she had had her baby and then was off for three months. And she was just posting okay. a video about talking to her class about her having her boy and like all the questions because she opened up the floor. She's like, does anyone have any questions for me? And so they started asking her yeah. all these like really cute questions and stuff like that. Um, one of them being like, where does babies come from? And she's like, oh, you know, they come from the organ called a uterus, which is a great way of explaining it to children. Right. I never thought of, but, um, yeah. So I like opened up the comments cause I thought it was adorable. And that's the mistake on the internet is just opening up the comments on anything. <laughs> yeah. Because one of the top comments was. So you left your baby after three months. What kind of mother are you? Oh my god! I work. Like, mom. are you kidding me right now? Like you're clearly not from the United States, because three months—that's that's typical for how long you get. And if you are actually, from the that's United generous. States, well, yeah, that's like, generous. Uh, somebody else said that. She's like, yeah, three months is typical, but most families have to go back before then. She's like, so the fact yeah. that she completed three months uninterrupted is pretty amazing but a lot of people jump down her throat she's like you obviously don't know what it's like living in some of these places she's like in chicago alone um you can't find rent less than a thousand dollars she said though when i had my kid i had to go back to work four weeks after he she was born so nobody should be mom shaming in here. And I'm like, yeah. Is it and you see all of these, which I'm not saying they're wrong, but you see all of these foreign foreign countries, there are people talking shit about the United States, about how ignorant we are and all this kind of stuff. And then they comment on this stuff 
without even checking to see what it's like in the U.S. And it's so irritating. Like, you didn't have to say anything to her. No. I'm sure she would rather be home with her son than teaching. But that's what happens. I don't know. I was offended on her behalf. Yeah, I just... Yeah, especially like in America, I feel like moms get shamed a lot more than other countries. Um, I could be wrong about that. But like it's like, okay, so we get shamed for not working. We're lazy and, you know, we don't have a real job. Even though, let me tell you, I it's a lot taking care of a child. <laughs> um, but, and then you get shamed if you go to work because then you're having someone else raise your child and shit like that. And I'm like, so which is it? Like, like you like i I just don't get people like how about you just keep your nose in your own business yep well guys remember you are loved you are wanted stay safe out there and we'll talk at you whenever bye, bye. Yeah.